You're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, episode number seven. Hey there, you're listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast. My name is Angela Henderson, and on this show, we talk about improving your business, life, or both by having amazing and rich conversations with brilliant guests who will inspire you and who will give you tips and tricks to help you grow both in life and in business. All right, it's another episode of Business and Life Conversations podcast with me, your host, Angela from Angela Henderson Consulting. And I, along with all of you, are so fortunate to have the most amazing guest with us today to talk about a very important topic, mental health. During today's show, you're not only going to get to hear a story about Kita's own personal journey with depression and anxiety, but through her own personal experience, cultivated a unique concept and method that provides support and encouragement for others nationally around Australia to live each season with a reason, the BOK Ideas Movement. So sit back, grab a coffee, tea, wine, or heck a mojito. You know, it is five o'clock somewhere because the show is going to be brilliant. Welcome to the show, Kita. Thanks for having me. Nice intro. <laughs> Dude, thank you. Thank you. But thank you for being on the show. I'm, if you can't tell, I'm super pumped to have you here today. We were just talking pre-show. Um, yeah, and I'm not too sure. I mean, you know now, but before the show, you did know that I'm a massive advocate for mental health, not only because I'm a mental health clinician of 15 years, but I, too, over the last 18 months have gone through, you know, extreme, severe depression and anxiety. So you could only imagine how I couldn't get to the computer quick enough when you applied. So I was reading through your topics. and I was like, oh, my gosh, where do I get to my email so I could contact you? Because topic of mental health is true and dear to my heart. It's one that's not talked about in our society often. So I'm super, super excited to have you here. If my level of my voice isn't showing you that it is. It is. Thank you for having me. So pumped to have you. So before we jump into knowing more about this movement you've created, which is great, and how also 10% of that goes to um, another agency, which we'll talk more later, I'd love for listeners, I guess, to rewind a little bit about who you are, what you do, but also tell us a little bit more about you know your story so far um, on your own mental health journey. Yeah, of course. Um, so, yeah, my name is Keita Munshaw. Thanks for having me. And... Um, yeah, I guess I wanted to share my story with you um, because I have found since I've been sharing my story as much as I have that a lot of people have been inspired by it. And, um, oh yeah, it all started around but three and a half years ago. I actually got um, cervical cancer, which was a bit of a world shaker for me. Um, I was a very sporty, independent person and um, all of that was turned upside down. And it is something that has shaped myself to the day now um, and did lead towards me going through a period of depression and anxiety. Um, over the last three years, I've now had two cervical cancer operations and kidney disease as a reaction to my medication. And um, for me, I think the biggest thing that led me into a depression was um, I really lost my urge to be here. Um, I lost the reason why I was here. I lost um, all feelings of drive to live. Um, and it was really because my independence was gone. Um, I lost what felt real with life and um, was kind of just gliding through things. Um, anxiety for me it was at one point where I just I couldn't concentrate on one thing at a time. I couldn't stop thinking about it coming back. I couldn't stop thinking about the next checkup. 
um, and always anxious and worried about what was about to happen. Um, and for me, at the age of 22, when it all happened, it was um, something that really propelled me into an, an adult world and a life of responsibility and paying bills and finances and surgeries and things like that, which I just, no one can prepare for. Totally. Um, I was very lucky to have support around me, but um, in a lot of cases, I felt very alone. I um, felt very misunderstood. And at the age of 22, a lot of my friends were going to Europe and traveling and doing their own thing and, and not, in my case, going into a hospital and getting checkups and things like that. So it was quite hard for them to relate to. Um, and in that case, it, it was hard for them to talk to me about it. It was hard for them to bring that up in conversation. And I guess that kind of segregated me into a feeling of loneliness and put me in a, in a state of, of depression that I really didn't understand and didn't know how to get out of. Um, and, yeah, and now for me it's a very big passion of mine to let people know that they're not alone and, and to start this conversation because when I was going through what I was going through, it was a hard topic to talk about only just three years ago, you know, and a lot has changed in three years and I hope that I can be a huge part of that change and and turning that stigma around about the conversation but I think um, in a lot of cases for me it was oh should I talk about it or no don't talk about it you know no one's interested or oh no one understands it or oh I'll freak someone out and they won't want to be my friend or they won't you know it's a whole another element to a friendship and it was a very hard um, conversation for me to have and very hard for me to get through. And even still to this day, I have periods where I'm unsure what I'm doing and, um, yeah, certain, uh, uncertain about my direction and, and my mental state. Um, but I suppose in the last three years, the thing that I've learned the most is having a purpose is really key. And I've found that with Be OK Ideas, but also, um, yeah, believing in, in the path that I'm on and, and knowing that tough times don't last. And for three years I was waiting for that moment to feel, oh, that's why that all happened or that feeling of, okay, all right, that was pretty crappy, but um, let's move past that and concentrate on this, which is quite positive. Um, but I wouldn't, strangely, I would not change a thing. Um, I'm a very sympathetic and empathetic person now I understand people on a completely different level and I feel more purpose than ever in my life and I love being able to help others and I love knowing that what I'm doing may save or help one or two or a thousand people that were in my boat and and making sure that that doesn't happen to them and feel the way I felt. And would you also say that, um, you know, you said initially when everything was happening that you had friends who were like traveling and they were doing all those things. You know, as young people, we are quite consumed within ourselves. Let's be honest, like you don't really think much about anything. You're like, where's the next, you know, beer or where's the next trip for, you know, you're just like getting through uni, you're doing whatever. But I would only assume that because of what you've had to go through, you're in a different, a very different spot anyways from where some of your friends probably even are. Like they're probably still having to learn some of those things that you've already had to learn. Like you said, paying bills for surgery, doing the checkups, being on to like, you're probably very in tune with yourself. Would you, what are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. Like I've spoken to a lot of people that have gone through anxiety and depression themselves. And something that we can really relate on is 
how uh, in tune we are with our own feelings now and how in tune we are with, oh, I'm feeling a bit of anxiety. Oh, this is making me feel uncomfortable. But not only what you're feeling, but also in tune with and aware of how you can um, get on top of those feelings and how you can, I suppose, deal with that in the moment and, and overcome it. And for me, for example, I've been going to a psychologist now for a year and she's incredible and she's taught me serious and important methods and, and actual mechanisms to improve my, I suppose, um, like my mental state and how I'm working through things. And with those tools, with those actual tools, I can in a moment be like, okay, I'm feeling a bit of anxiety. It's because of this. What I'm going to do is this and work through those methods. And in some cases, people who experience anxiety and depression, etc., it's not a bad thing. It's like, it's a really great thing to open your eyes to another world and be able to be more in tune with yourself. And I would relate to you, like, definitely, I mean, anxiety probably plays more key for me than anything else. And there's just certain things that, you know, I, I'll notice along the way when the anxiety starting to creep in. Like you said, you're more in tune with your body going, okay, well, hold on. Why do I physically feel like this? And then like, and then you can name it. Oh, yep, yeah, it's anxiety creeping in. And like you said, you can almost step backwards and go, okay, what's happened in the last week? What's happened in the last 24 hours? Or what do I need to do now? You know, so Whereas before it, you had this feeling, but you weren't able to name it. It was just like, for me anyways, I can't, I mean, everyone's journey is very different, but you know, yeah. And I think is what you said is, uh, un, I guess, unfortunate or fortunate, any way you want to look at it is when you have full blown depression and anxiety, the reality of it is, is it may impact us again at some stage in our life, you know, but more than likely we've got better coping strategies to deal with it if it hits us out of the blue. Um, but it is, it's something that we just have to be mindful of. So the quicker we can get those tools like you're talking about and have those strategies, I think it's so much better, but yet so many people won't do it. Absolutely. And you know, the taboo of, Oh, I go to a psychologist. That's a very, there's a very big stigma around that. of Oh, you're crazy or, Oh, why do you go to a psychologist? But, um, yeah, I've, I really strongly believe that when people let that wall down and they open their arms to such an amazing um, system of help that they'll really see how much it can transform you, whether you have depression, anxiety, or you're just going through a tough time. You don't need to have a mental illness to go to a psychologist. They're professionals that are going to help guide you and, and those strategies um, in, in place for you every day to day. So, yeah, I, I'm a big believer in it. And though we don't talk about mental health, the reality is your story is one of many, such as mine. And I'd like to give some additional stats for those people who are listening out there who might be shaking their head, kind of going, ooh, they're bringing up some great points, or ooh, you know, I've, I've been feeling this way for a while, or I don't, you know, don't know where to go, or et cetera. But for those in Australia, now I can't talk about obviously the statistics around the world because that would take me an entire podcast to go through. But for Australia in particular, suicide remains the leading cause of death for Australians aged between 15 and 44. The other stat that's quite you know, I mean, amazing and from a numbers point is Australia's suicide rate is the highest it has been for the last 10 years. And this was reported back in 2015 where we had 3,027 people who ended their lives in Australia for that year which at that particular time was eight people every single day were taking their lives. That was on average one person every three months. And what genuinely breaks my heart is that if you had a broken leg, people would go and get help. If you had a broken back, you would get help. If you had a broken arm, you would get help. 
But if your heart is broken, people are so reluctant to get the help they need. And this is why we're ending up with, you know, close to 3,000, if not more, suicides a year on average eight a day here in this country. You know, why do you think that is? Um, I think there's a real, like, it's back to the stigma as well. There is a, a large stigma around having that discussion, but also it being considered as a weakness. And a lot of people don't want to admit, oh, you know, I've got anxiety or depression and it's a weakness. So they internalize it. So if someone's internalizing something, they're not actually reaching out to others. And it could be as simple as you get fired from a job and you just talk to a friend about how that makes you feel. But in a lot of cases, people keep it inside and from just a job that they've been let go from, it could end up being a, a year battle with depression and why me and I'm a failure and all of these really unhealthy uh, messages in your own mind. And you really do need to get help, whether it's a friend just having a conversation to, to, for them to bring you back to reality and say, hey, no, you're not dumb. You're not you haven't been fired because you're worthless and weak and getting that reiteration and positive reiteration. And I suppose bringing you back to reality, because in a lot of cases you, you are making these things up in your mind. You are building these things up to become something that that wasn't even there in the first place. And a lot of people don't see that they're not aware of that. And back to the awareness thing as well. Um, I think it is a, it's a really traumatizing statistics that you're going through. Um, I personally lost two, two close friends in one year just before I launched Be Okay and um, who took their life. And it was very interesting for me to, I suppose, work into how, why and how and what they were feeling and talking to family and friends and really getting to the bottom of, of what was going through their minds as well and at the end of the day there's not much you can do to understand it but be there for them and to listen um, but yeah in a lot of cases people are, are building these things up in their own minds to escalate to a point where it's like hold on hold on you need a little bit of guidance here to get you back on track to what's what's positive and, and real. And I also think, you know, so many times it's often that, you know, you, depression has also a stigma or a facade or you must be sad to be depressed. So therefore, if you're not sad, you are fine. And I wrote a blog article when everything first kind of happened with me and it was called just because I smile doesn't mean I'm not depressed. Yeah. Because so many people, I'm including your friends, I'm assuming there that took their lives. You know, you look at Kate Spade, Anthony Bourdain, do you mean in the last week that the facade is everything's cool. You know, they've got millions of dollars. They've got, you know, they've got their families. They've got this and everything's all right. And we're less likely to ask, actually ask people if they're okay because we assume everything's okay. You know, would you agree? Disagree? Yeah. Judging a book by its cover. I know how many, I can't tell you how many people were shocked when I actually started coming out to tell people that I was going through depression. I was an extrovert. I was happy. I was bubbly. I was everything but what you would look at if you were to draw a avatar of someone who's depressed. You know, everyone's got this ideal idea of what a depressed person looks like. And it's not that. And it's very internal. And I really, really agree with you that how people see a broken arm or see, you know, 
something physical that you can visually see and you go, oh, you should get that fixed. But unfortunately with mental health and, and the feeling of depression and when someone is feeling low, you can't see that and it can be very well hidden. And sometimes the people that are hiding it the best are the ones that are hiding something quite large um, and overcompensating. And I have done a lot of research into this and I've, I've actually read that a lot of extroverts are the ones that are hiding quite a lot because they're overcompensating with their extrovert personality. And I very much apply in that case. And, and I noticed that a lot of friends and family were like, what, you depressed? What, you know? And that actually made it a bigger barrier for me to, to open up. Yeah, you know, like I was like, oh, I can't tell people because they won't believe me. They'll think I'm crazy. They'll think I'm making it up. Um, all of these different things that go through your mind. But at the end of the day, you need to have your own back as well. You know, I knew that I was not right. I knew that I needed to talk to someone. And I was really lucky that I had a great support system that were open to these conversations. But for those who don't think they do, try. You know, you don't know until you try. No, absolutely. And I know that you touched upon it, but when I was reading through you know, on your website, you know, your own tough times and you felt that it was hard for family and friends to reach out and offer support or know what to say. And that even though you had so much support around you, you still felt more alone than you ever had before. Yeah. But as a result of this feeling of loneliness, you decided that, you know, to, something needed to change. You weren't going to let anyone else suffer the same way you did. And thus you created this beautiful movement called the BOK Ideas. Now, this movement sounds amazing, and obviously I've only read about it, so I'm super intrigued to hear more. But can you explain in depth more about the BOK idea and how it's the only box uh, you know, in the Australian market that provides unique ways for individuals to be reminded and encouraged um, to live each season with a reason? Can you talk us through that? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, well, yeah, I, I, as you know, I did feel a period of, of loneliness and um, in that period of time I said to myself, there's, there's got to be more. I, I, I'm very honest with you right now. I faced a period where I didn't know if I was going to continue. I didn't know how to continue with, with my life or, or want to really and I couldn't think a week ahead, sorry, I couldn't think, you know, six months ahead I might have a holiday planned or something longer term. I, I needed something to look at in a week, in a couple of days, something to concentrate my efforts on that was positive and not necessarily just about my depression. I wanted something to concentrate on that was a positive that would help with the depression. Um, and, yeah, I, I thought of the idea of how there's lots of friends and family of mine that are outside of Sydney and a lot of family and friends that were trying to support via phone or text and that's hard to do. So I was like, how can I get people to support me while they're not with me physically but know that they are there for me and care for me? And I thought of the idea of be okay, be okay ideas with um, a be okay box and essentially it's a box full of the latest tips tools and methods on how you can get through a tough time and with this it's got a 63-day support method which is an advent envelope system which you open an envelope every 7 to 14 days so for me this was really um, driven by my my own personal struggles and when I was down there was so many times where I'd be like okay you're feeling down, 
what would you like to receive in a BOK box? So all of the contents inspired by myself actually helped me through my time as well. And with the Advent envelopes, the biggest motivation for that was, as I said before, I couldn't think, you know, a month, three months, six months ahead. I needed something a little bit more, you know, now or, or, or shorter term. So with the envelopes, opening a, a new envelope every week will have a new quote, concept and gift for the recipient to concentrate on. And it guides them through mindfulness, relaxation, meditation, and different methods for them to work through. Um, and having that seasonal aspect, you've said living each season with a reason. I was very um, affected myself by season. And there is a very high um, rate of people who go through depression during winter and during those tougher months where and see seasons where you're actually stuck indoors or you know, you're not doing the things you love when you're outdoors and getting that mental health outlet. So um, for me, there was a big inspiration about around doing seasonal boxes. And with this 63 days, you can be actually providing someone a support every single season. So we've got a subscription base as well, where a person can purchase a subscription and they receive the BOK box every single season and getting that 63 days every season. And for me, it was all about, hold on, what happens after 63 days? I want this to be something that people can can access consistently. And it's not just one box that you purchase at one point in your life. It changes. It updates. It it has those tools and methods each season for you to, to access. Um, I think I answered the question there. Yeah, no, absolutely. So again, so then, so how would people, if they're, you know, if they know someone who might need this box, tell me how would they, like, do they, like you said, it's a subscription or can they go and buy a one, like one box for 63 days or how would, how would a family member be able to purchase this? Yeah. Well, um, for me, I wanted to make it very, um, easy and accessible for someone who is supporting someone going through a tough time to be able to reach out. So that's the whole point of it. But I also want people who are going through a tough time and don't want to wait for someone else to support them and just support (laughs) themselves, they can purchase the box. So a BOK box can be purchased one a season. So if you decide um, that you'd like to buy one for winter this year and then you won't like one until spring next year, it's a matter of a one-off purchase. That's fine. Um, However, we've had quite a few subscriptions come through, which means they are going to receive a BOK box at the beginning of every season. They'll be the first to receive the latest tools, tips and methods for the BOK box that season. Um, With that, um, they'll also receive a surprise BOK box for their birthday, which is very exciting, Um, and just adding a bit of added value there. And they'll have access to some discounts um, around some mental health brands that we've got on board and um, sending BOK boxes to any family and friends in need as well. So it's, yeah, it's all about creating a, a bit of a community, um, which I think we've done really well on and offline so far. So then with that, so people can purchase it that way. So I guess obviously because this is about business and life conversations, talk me through a little bit about what your business model is. Yep. So are you profit, non-for-profit? Tell me about that. So we're a social enterprise. Um, so we are definitely backing the mental health world and we have 10% of our profits going to Waves of Wellness which is our charity partner 
um, I had a very big passion to join with Waves of Wellness because I personally connected with what they're doing. So um, they're providing people who are going through tough times with mental health uh, a non-clinical environment to give them advice on anxiety, depression, etc., and doing it on the beach. And after they have a session with a psychologist, they're actually heading into the ocean and going surfing. And one of my big, I suppose, things that helped me through in addition to starting BOK was surfing and the ocean and the outdoors. And I'm a really big advocate of those who are going through tough times just to take a stroll or just to go for a swim in the ocean. And something so small as that can really change and flick your mindset into a more positive state. Um, So, yeah, what Waves of Wellness is doing is really amazing and we want to support that. So each season we are donating 10% of proceeds to Waves of Wellness and we're also trying to organise community events each season to to build that money up, um, which is really exciting. Dude, totally, totally awesome because I, I know with working in the mental health wards, for example, that obviously some st- at some stages in mental health you have to be admitted, you know. However, unfortunately, yes, we are fortunately, I guess how you would want to look at it, we are fortunate that we have medical support, yes. However, I remember when I would walk into the wards, I was like, how can people recover in here sometimes? Like, I'm like, and this is the public, not the private, all right? Yeah. But I'm like, it's dark, it's gloomy, you know, like, it's just it's so clinical. So the fact that Waves of Wellness is another outlet for those who aren't in that crisis peak, all right, that yeah. they can still access a psychologist. But I couldn't agree more to you about the importance of sunshine, blue skies, feeling, you know, sand between your toes. I think all of those things are something that mental illness are not people are missing in their day-to-day lives. But the benefits, if you are suffering, do you know what I mean, are struggling just in life. You don't have to have a full-blown mental illness. But, um, yeah, people can benefit. So Waves of Wellness, they get 10% donations every season to help that grow. You also do some community events, which is great. Yeah. Tell me, though, what have you found is your biggest struggle for the BOK Ideas movement? Is it awareness? Is it partners? Is it staff? What is it? Um, oh, probably a mixture of all of that. So um, that I am a very driven, hardworking person, and I I struggle to say no, um, and I always want to be doing more. So for me, um, Getting help is is definitely something that would would be a struggle of of mine, and you know at the moment it's not at the point where we can hire anyone to support, but it is one of those situations where you're like, ah, oh, I could be doing more, or oh, we could have doubled the donations, or you know whatever it is. Um, but I I really do believe there have been things I've put in place that are starting to support that. Um, for example, we've got an online community on Facebook, BOK Buddy Community. And with that, there's been so many different uh, people come from all over the world that have said, hey, can we host a BOK Buddy breakfast? Can we get on board and support this, this and this? And how can we, um, you know, emphasize what you're doing? And it has shown since I've started BOK how incredible the people in, in the world are supporting this so we aren't alone in in what we're doing and you know as you said that you're a big advocate of it there are a lot of other people that are advocates of this so it's really great to see people coming out and and wanting to support um so that's kind of like 
an issue of mine, but it's also being resolved slowly and, and there are a lot of people that are willing to help, which is great. Um, what were the other ones? Sorry. Yeah, so again, so obviously awareness, but I think you've touched upon it, like the partners, the staff, you know, like and obviously with any business that you're going to go through those stages, aren't you? Where you're like, okay, I know I now need to put a little bit of money, maybe more into awareness, but I still can't afford the staff, you know? And I think yeah. it's, you know, you will get there over time. The fact is, is that you've gone from something where you were at a low, not knowing if how much longer you could go, right? Uh, and being part of this world to working through your own depression and anxiety. And at the end of it, being able to now help so many others is a very cool thing, beautiful thing to see come. So like you said, some of those business struggles are quite minor compared to what you're actually doing collectively. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And, you know, I have a lot of moments where I kind of pinch myself and be like, oh my gosh, did that actually happen? Or, you know, this is this is going so well. And, you know, on the weekend, I just found out someone got a tattoo of Be Okay. And yeah. he's telling me that the last two months he's been struggling with a really tough time. And the Instagram and Facebook and all of the positive vibes that were coming from what community we've created has helped him so much that he wanted a permanent reminder on his body. Mm-hmm. And for me, that just like blows my mind. Um, but I, I think another thing I struggle to do, like I said before, is saying no. And I do want to help as many people as possible. And it's hard for me to like uh, two weeks ago, we supported Lifeline and we made uh, we had 80 boxes at a, lo- a really big lunch event that they had on. And it was so incredible to support Lifeline at this event. But at the same time, we had a couple of other offers of different little events and charities and things like that. But unfortunately, we can't do everything. And being a one-man band, one-woman band, um, sometimes, you, yeah, you have to say no. And But I would love to get to the point where I am saying yes and I'm supporting worldwide different charities and, and the mental health realm and get us to where we need it to be. But it, you will. It's going to happen, you know, one day at a time. Now, let me ask a little bit of feedback. If you could give any feedback to the listeners out there going through something similar, can you tell us what the what the thing was that helped you the most? And again, keeping in mind for those that are out there, everyone's journey is very different. So I want to make sure we caveat that. Um, so what worked for you may not work for others, but I still think it's important to hone in on the positive side of things and what did work for you from a positive point of view. Um, I'd like to start by saying as someone who has been through really tough times and genuinely didn't think I was going to get out of it, um, I have. And these tough times won't last. And it's something that words are words. I know that. But if only I could give my what's in my mind and what I've experienced to other people to show them it it really does suck and it is hard. And there will be periods that test you, test your longing for life and, and your reason to be here. But with that, it will make you stronger and it will make you drive when you get through that period and and it will come. Um, I suppose for me, I wish there was someone during my tough time saying, you know, this this won't last. And that was a really big thing for me. I genuinely believed that I would never get better. I genuinely believed that the way I was is the way I will be for the rest of my life. And that is one of the contributing factors as to why I was said to myself, I can't do this for the rest of my life and why I didn't want to be here. So knowing in, in your mind for any listeners that are out there that 
it's not going to last. There are there is support and you aren't alone. And that's the type of community that we are trying to to create. Um, something that has helped me immensely was going to a psychologist. Um, getting that professional help and creating different methods and tools to push through different situations has really set the foundations for me. If anything else was to happen in my future, I would be a little bit stronger to, to cope with those, those times. And it took me nearly a year to find the right psychologist. I'm not sure if you go to a psychologist, but it is, it's like you have to shop. You have to try and look for the someone that connects with you, that um, gives you the advice that you think's best for yourself as well. Listen to yourself and be in tune with what you're, um, what you're feeling when you're with the person, but don't give up. I went through, I think, six psychologists and a lot of, um, a lot of money and time until I find, uh, I found the lady that I'm with now. And, and a year on, I still find it one of the most valuable things that I've done and a real key to me, um, becoming a better, a better person and stronger mindset. I do agree with you in that, you know, it's just like when you find a job, it's when you go get a car, it's whatever. I know there's different analogies, but you do have to look around, you know, not everyone's going to be your cup of tea, which was really great because if we look at, you know, you're saying the psychologist is a great way, but for those out there who are going, you know what, life's a little bit rocky at the moment or I'm struggling. I want to make sure that you guys have the options, particularly in Australia, again, about ways that you can get help. So if anyone out there is struggling with your own mental health and it's an emergency, for whatever reason, please don't mess around. Just contact your emergency services in your area immediately. So obviously in Australia, that's 000. In America and Canada, you're 911. In all the other countries, again, unfortunately, I don't know those particular codes, but call your emergency services. For those not in emergency, such as I think what happened to you and I is that we, we knew something wasn't quite right. We needed a little bit of help along the way. We didn't need to be whisked off in the ambulance. But, you know, that's when contact your family doctor or your GP, whatever word you're using in your country. And during the session, be open to them about what's going on. And it's through that conversation with your you know, family doctor or your GP that they're going to look at, do you mean potentially different medications, therapies, referring you on to a specialist like a psychiatrist that I went to. Um, and if you feel nervous about your appointment, like you said, ask family or friends to go with you. They will go with you. I promise you. I promise you they will go with you. Um, and all I can say, you know, is, is it's like you said, it's going to suck, but it will get better and it eventually gets better. But the longer you wait to get help, the harder I, I would I would find it is because the demons, whatever you want to call the anxiety, the depression, it's harder and harder. And you're, you've told your brain more times than not. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That life I, sucks think, I think also for me, one of the barriers was even finances. And I was like, how am I going to fund a psychologist, et cetera, et cetera. I urge anyone that's thinking that, that it's not that much of a financial burden. Um, and at the end of the day, how much are you putting in weekly for a gym membership? How much are you putting in for those physical things that you know, are helping you? But this is also the same. It's the same concept. And on another, another line, you've also got, um, Medicare and other support systems that can cover 10 sessions of a psychologist. Give it a go. See if you, see if you like it. And that's free. Um, call around different doctors and different places to investigate prices and, and different options for you because there are options. You just need to start looking for them. And, um, yeah, you, you won't regret it.
And what Keith is talking about is if you're an Australian, you go to your GP, for example, your family doctor, um, and they deem that, you know, that, you yes, you want to see a therapist um, collectively, they will create, it's called the mental health care plan. That's the words you need to use there. And yeah, you get 10 sessions per year for free. Now, um, there can be a little bit of, of a gap sometimes. Like I know my doctor, she was like, did the baseline, I think I paid $10 or $15 to see her. So not an enormous amount when you think that a cup of coffee most people drink a day is $5. Well, my sessions worked out to, you know, less than that. So, you know, there are ways that you definitely, you know, can get the help you need. But again, make sure you go to your GP. If it's an emergency, call your emergency services. Um, please, please, please get the help that you need if you're out there listening. Now, for those listeners who would like to learn more about your BOK idea services, tell us where can they follow you on social platforms and where can they buy those beautiful boxes if they'd like to, you know, give them to other people or donate? Where, where can they go to find you? Absolutely. So um, we've got a really lovely, beautiful, inspiring Instagram platform. So if you head to BOK Ideas, literally just the letter BOK, um, and then our website's www.bokideas.com. We've also got a Facebook page, which is BOK Ideas as well. And we've got a Facebook community group, which is an online platform. Anyone anywhere in the world can come on and access weekly happiness tips, updates. Um, and we all actually share on this platform. So that's called BOK Buddy Community. And it's all about anyone that's on the platform that wants to share, hey, I tried this new sleep method this week and it helped me with X, Y, Z. So share what help, what works for you so that others can give it a go. Um, we've had a guy actually just put a compilation of music together because it was an anxiety-free um, music method and he put it on the platform and so many people have now downloaded it, using it, and he just did that out of, you know, the, the goodness of his heart. And, um, yeah, that's all the lovely people on this platform that, that want to share and, and do good. And if people want to donate, are there are there options for them to donate? Yeah, so with um, Waves of Wellness, our charity partner, you can definitely donate towards Waves of Wellness and the links are on our website. Another option is that you can um, purchase a box and donate it to charity um, or when you purchase a box, you've got 10% of that going to our charity partner. Um, we've had quite a lot of corporate companies get on board and purchase uh, BOK boxes for corporate wellness programs. And in exchange for larger bulk orders, we've actually donated some to children's charities, um, homeless shelters, etc. as well. So that's a big part of what we do. And yeah, would love the support there. All right. Now that is fab, 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 fab. Now, I could keep talking to you for a long time, but I know people will probably be like, all right, I got to get back and work. We can't keep listening to Angie Keita talk all day. So before we wrap up, I always like to end on something a little bit fun so that we get to know you a little bit more. So what is the one mantra that you're currently living by at the moment? Oh, this is my favorite. Um, so make your life the story you love to read. So I'm very, very passionate about telling my story now um, because I'm proud of my story and my life. Um, and yeah, try, try and see that as something that you can work towards as well. You know, each day that you're doing, tell it, tell it as a story that you want to tell. Um, and yeah, working through that. <laughs> well, I love that. I love your cause. I love your energy. And I thank you so much for being part of the show today. It's really, really awesome. It's touched my heart. And I will definitely be making contact to explore ideas on how we can support you, do you know what I mean, through the Angela Anderson Consulting moving forward. 
But in the meantime, my team and I will also be putting together the whole trans, um, the transcript for this episode at AngelaHenderson.com.au. And of course, I cover all sorts of things related business and life topics inside my Facebook group, the Australian Business Collaborative of over 3,000 different businesses. Make sure to pop into the community as I'd love to see you in there also. All right, guys, this is Ange and Kita. Have an awesome day no matter where you are in the world. Thank you. All right, bye, guys. Thanks for listening to the Business and Life Conversations podcast with Angela Henderson, www.angelahenderson.com.au.